We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm Chanae Ogwumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we have the Indianapolis Colts roster breakdown. We're going to break down their offense, and we're also going to break down their defense. Big question, can the Detroit Lions win three in a row? Find out on episode 137 of the Pride Podcast. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 137 on the Blue Wire Network. Today's episode is going to be sponsored by Indeed.com. I am your host, Tyler, joined by my two guys, as always, Malcolm and Pierre. How are you boys doing on this nice Thursday night? Woo! I am doing good. Um, I'm ready for this game on Sunday. And it's rivalry week for people that live in Michigan. It's Michigan versus Michigan State. So Michigan's going to whoop their ass. Go Blue. Yeah. On uh, on Halloween night or Halloween day. I wish it was Halloween night. That'd be sweet. But it's going to be but, yeah. Halloween evening at 12 o'clock. So, yeah. I mean, this is one of the more least hype Michigan-Michigan State games because if you guys watched Michigan State last Saturday, they lost to Rutgers. Rutgers. What kind of shit is that? I mean, yeah, I yeah that's, that's pretty just, bad. I know, I know Tony was um, disappointed. Your yeah. boy Tony. Yeah, it's, I mean, good for him. <laughs> that's what you get for being a safe fan. Yeah, I, just, I don't know. His decisions were there making a. I mean, whatever. MSU sucks. I mean, it just is what it is. They lost to a team that was 0 21 in the Big Ten Conference. I don't think their last win was 
2017 maybe just think about that put it in perspective their last one in the conference was in 2017 okay that's enough that's just enough with that sucky ass university go blue but, yeah go blue even though i don't even go to michigan i just i, I like michigan football and basketball but i, I don't go there but uh, go blue i agree and michigan should whoop their ass but it's not what we're here to talk about. We're not here to talk about college football. We're here to talk about the Lions game this Sunday versus the Indianapolis Colts riding off a two-game winning streak. The yep. Colts are com- coming off you know, a nice win versus Cincinnati, and yep. now they're well-rested on a bye. Yep. Before we get into all this, let's get right into the injury report, and then we'll talk about the Indy offense versus Detroit defense. And then we'll do the Lions offense versus the Indy defense, and then we'll go on from there and predictions. And you guys know the whole deal by now. But, Pierre, spotlight's yours. What's the Indianapolis Colts injury report? All right, let's. right, I'm just going to go down their order on the report. Mo Ali Cox, their tight end. He has a knee injury, didn't practice Wednesday, was limited on Thursday. Defensive lineman Danico Autry, not injury-related, didn't practice Wednesday, was a full go today. We're, by the way, recording on Thursday. Jack Doyle, something to monitor, not injury-related, missed the last few days of practice, so we'll see if he'll play. Ryan Kelly knee was limited yesterday, but didn't practice today. Now, that's a big part of their offense, so that's something to monitor right there. He's one of the top centers in the league. I'll talk to him when we do the preview. Darius Leonard, groin, limited on Wednesday, full on Thursday, and then Chaz Green, their backup tackle, with a back full day full practice on both days so maybe there ryan kelly is the only one to look out for and then i want to bring up something else uh, michael pittman is still on ir but he did practice so he might be lifted off of ir when we play them yeah. when the lions that would be something to monitor as well the rookie second round pick might potentially be returning in this game but he did have surgery after week two or week three and he, you know, hasn't been in the facility. So I believe this is his first week back, if I'm not mistaken. The only reason I know this is because I follow his YouTube channel. I mean, I know we're a Lions pod, but shout out to Michael Pittman. His YouTube channel is actually pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it's it's a, it's worth the it's worth the watch, even if you're just a football fan. So I definitely recommend that. But Malcolm, what's the Detroit Lions injury report? All right, man. So the Detroit Lions injury report. Starting first, Jalen Reeves Mabin. He actually is not injury related. Um, he just didn't practice. He's, I guess, he's just not in at at the park. I guess it's not it's COVID related too. It's, it's not. It's, uh, it's just or COVID everything's related. okay or with COVID. him. Um, hopefully he's, everything's okay with him, and it's just something like not crazy. Yeah. All right. So and, uh, going down, Taylor Decker. He has a shoulder injury. He was limited in practice. Adrian Peterson, a Dodman injury. He was limited in practice. Um, Daryl Roberts. He has a groin slash hip injury. He was limited in practice today. And we have Desmond Trufant. He has a hamstring injury, and he was limited in practice today. And that's about it. That is about as healthy as the injury report you'll see. Yeah. Look, nobody like, really is injured. Nobody's like really out. Yeah, and this is not like coming off a of bye week. This is coming off two straight games. So this is good news. It's very good news. Very good news. You know, especially going into the year, not just the Lions, but everyone in general in the NFL was dealing with injuries because there was no OTAs and like offseason workouts and all that stuff. So they didn't get the proper stretching that a team would, you know, the the, the team that would want them to get. So you know, this is a good sign, obviously, that the Detroit Lions are. Staying healthy and you know yeah. not having any key injuries yet, at least. So let's just hope. That I want to add. Uh, I want to add a couple things on those injuries. How Malcolm said Taylor Decker, AP, and Daryl Roberts. Let's just hope they didn't get hurt today in practice. We'll just monitor those. Um, something to monitor. 
But I think it's probably like minor. Like, you know, they did that last week. They did that with some guys last week, and then they ended up playing. So we'll see. I think something to monitor as well is that Wednesday's practice was a walkthrough so they could stay fresh because the Colts had a bye week, like I mentioned. So they want to stay fresh because they're playing a team that's coming off a bye. They're fresh. So the Lions want to take it a little slow on Wednesday. So I would assume if it was a normal practice, probably Taylor Decker – AP and Doe Roberts would probably have been limited Wednesday and then maybe a full go Thursday or Friday, but we'll see. I mean, I, I, I don't think it's, anything that's the way serious. I'm looking at it. That's the way I'm looking at it too. Right. Yeah. 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 I don't think it's anything serious. I think it's just um, keeping those guys fresh and, you know, hope that's not thinking too. Um, hoping they get to go, but yeah. And then Justin Coleman could also return this week as well. So that's another woo. thing with injuries. Woo. Yeah. The Lions released, they made a roster spot, too, because they released linebacker Elijah Lee. So there is a roster spot, and it's not going to be for Everson Griffin. Probably not, because there's no need for him this week, because he's not even eligible to play with all the COVID-19 protocols. Yeah. So he's not. he probably won't be on the roster this week. So maybe it's looking like Justin Coleman could be that guy, which is a very big help in the nickel. What yeah, do you think once- we'll know? What do you think? What no? Would it be like Saturday? Saturday. Once he passes his physical. Oh, we're talking about Coleman. My bad. I thought we were talking about Griffin. No, 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 no. no, Coleman. Four o'clock, like always. Saturday. They wait till last minute. You know the lines are. Four o'clock. Four four p.m. It's going to come right at four p.m. And look at everybody. Look at when when I'm telling you Justin Coleman's activated off IR. Look at the time. It's going to be something around four o'clock. 100% 100% guarantee it. Uh, that's what the Lions do. They wait till the last minute. They don't want to give their opponents an advantage or whatever. Yeah, I guess it's, it's smart, yeah. It's a smart play. It's not like, I mean, they know what's going to happen like now. Oh, yeah. I mean, they just don't want their opponents to know. I guess that is smart. It's, okay. Now let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts offense here. All right. Um, so you guys remember last week we saw Philip Rivers play? That's the quarterback. I mean, last year. Sorry, last year we saw Rivers play live. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, he um he choked. He choked. Yeah, and he's choking this year damn too. Damn uh, arm. Seven <laughs> touchdowns and six picks. Um, but he's a he's still a savvy veteran. Um, but he's thrown a lot of picks. Uh, he's backed up by Jacoby Brissett and Jacob Eason, and then at running back Marlon Mack, I believe is on IR. They're they're rolling with their yeah. rookie. They, they're doing a running back by committee, actually. Jonathan Taylor, um, good back, 4.1 yards per carry, three touchdowns. He's pretty fast, too. And then you have um, Naheem Hines. He's mainly a receiver. He also he has 26 carries, though. Um, so, like, they're not always predictable. He's, he's fast, 439. Then Jordan Wilkins, he's their power back. He's, like, their third and one, third and two, second and one. That's, that's their guy. They go to Wilkins. At wide receiver, um, no one that really scares you, to be honest. T.Y. Hilton, I mean, he's he looks like he lost his step, but he's still, like, solid. Only 242 yards, zero touchdowns. And then Phillip Rivers is having a 51.9 passer rating when he's targeting him. So I thought that was interesting when I was looking into him. Michael Pittman, like we said, he's been hurt. But um, he's he's a rookie, big guy, 6'3", 6'4", I believe, 4'5", speed. I'm not exactly sure of speed, but he's a big dude. Um, Zach Pascal, their slot guy, he's also solid. And then when Pittman was out, they used Marcus Johnson. And this was interesting. He's averaging 20.9 yards per reception. So he's like their deep threat. So he's a guy maybe to look out for. Marcus Johnson. And then their tight ends, they use all three of them. Trey Byrne, good receiver, not a good blocker. They got Jack Doyle. Um, he's also not a good blocker. Then Mo Ali Cox, he's he's like good receiving. He's actually pro football focused number one tight end. So I thought that was interesting. 
Mo Ali Cox. Um, their O line. This is probably the best of land lines we'll see this this uh, year. Andy Costanzo's their left tackle. He has two penalties and one sack. He's good in pass pro, not the best run blocker. Quentin Nelson, Malcolm, you already know about Quentin Nelson. That's my I boy. Mean, yeah, the, probably the best offensive lineman in all football. Um, just three penalties, no sacks allowed, really good. Actually great in both categories, pass and run. And then their, right, uh, their center, Ryan Kelly, one of the best centers in the league. He's kind of like their Frank Ragnow. Um, zero sacks, zero penalties, good in both categories once again. The right guard, Mark Lewinsky, also has zero sacks, zero penalties. He's also playing at a high level. The right tackle, Braden Smith, he's solid. No sacks out, has three penalties. So that's their offense. Balanced, they like to run, they like to pass. They they, they spread it to everyone. Their receivers touch it, their running backs touch it, their tight ends touch it. They don't really have a go-to option, though. That That's the thing. Everyone kind of just, uh, they spread it equally, kind of. Well, I was, no, no, I actually have a couple of questions, man. Yeah. Their center, I don't know, we, we mentioned his name on the injury report, Ryan Kelly. Yeah. If he is a no-go, who do you have on um, to fill his spot? It'd be Danny Pinter. Danny Pinter, yep. And I'll tell you Danny Pinter about Danny Pinter. Here we go. He's only played 21 snaps this year. He's, I mean, there's not much to uh, look at, really. So Seven yeah. snaps at center. It says here he's a solid pass blocker. Decent run blocker. He's like decent in both categories, I guess. Nothing really to look at here. So, yeah, that'd be a big loss, obviously, if Ron Kelly can't give it up. That'd be a huge loss. But then he's next to Glowinski and next to uh, Quentin Nelson, and those guys are both playing at a really high level, especially Nelson. But Glowinski, I was surprised by him. It's pretty good. I mean, they I, just have. I think they have the best offensive line in all football. They do, Probably. they do. I um, I just want to mention a couple of things. I know we talked about Philip Rivers and his interception problems because he he turned the ball over a lot. But there is some positive with Philip Rivers. He's he's completing at seventy percent, completing seventy percent of the passes. It is not all dink and dunks, as weird as it sounds. It's not all dink and dunk. So we gotta we gotta be careful with him. I, I think he's not something that we get to take take lightly because it's look at his interception numbers and think he's trash. He's he's playing as if you look at a completion percentage. He's playing okay. Just He's just throwing the ball at the, at the wrong time, I guess. Yeah. Um. Thing is, well, I thought this was interesting. So the Colts have a really good O-line, but they're still 28th in running the ball, but they're 10th in passing the ball. So I thought that was interesting when I saw that. And then um, Rivers versus zone coverage has one touchdown and four picks. Yeah, that's where it's coming from. I don't know what's going on. Maybe he's still learning the new system. Because, you know, he's new system in Indy, so I don't know exactly what's going on with him. My, my game plan against Indy, simple as that. I don't care about the run statistics or the passing statistics. Stop the run. Let Phillip Rivers beat you with his arm. The man has a little push pass, push pass or noodle arm, whatever the hell you want to call it. This guy's a dinosaur. This guy sucks. Let him pass. <laughs> let him throw the ball, dude. Just let him pass. Play your zone. I think, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that's, that's, that's the route you want to go. I mean, they stopped the run. Philip Rivers will call. He he will throw his game away. I mean, he'll do. He'll just like he did last year against us. I think he'll find a way to choke at a at a clutch moment. I think this is might be the worst quarterback we see this year. I mean, I I know we played Mitch Trubisky. I think Philip Rivers sucks. I think he's awful. You think he's awful? I think he Look, sucks. The thing is, what about though, um, like... what about Kirk Cousins? Not we haven't played him yet. I I meant we've played so far. You played so far. What about um? Damn, even worse than Minshew. Yeah, I take Minshew over Philip Rivers. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dude, he's not good. But the thing is, though, like he's surrounded with a really good O line. A really good O line could make like a. I mean, you know, he has all day to scan the field. He's he's yeah. gonna put up numbers like Nux at seventy percent. 
Yeah, he completes hundred percent. It would have been sacked five times. He played what? Well, yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna he be has difficult. not been sacked that many times. It's gonna be difficult six. to sack him. I I know that. I know he's gonna have time in the pocket. I'm not worried about that. Um, <laughs> I'm stopping this run. That's my main priority in this game. Don't let Jonathan T- Taylor. He's the main. He's like the workhorse on that team. I know they have that. They use their other backs, but Taylor's yeah. like, Taylor's their workhorse. He he gets the majority of the carries. And, and he's playing he, really good. He's playing no, really. Good. He is playing good. I mean, you have an offense on like that. You're gonna play well. I know, but I know our our um looking at Jonathan Taylor coming in. You know, our main thing was he fumbles the ball too much and wear and tear. We yeah wear and tear. But we we all thought like, oh man, he he. He will, he he probably not have as much success in the NFL because he fumbles the ball too much. And I don't right. think he's fumbled the ball not once this year. So kudos to him, man. Yeah, he's playing That's well. It. I mean, they have a really good offensive line, so they're going to create holes for him. And I mean, that could very well happen in this game. I mean, this is the best offensive line Detroit's going to verse. But I make it my main priority is just stop this run and, and try to make Philip pass the ball, make him one dimensional. One dimensional. Like this is not like when you make the Falcons one dimensional. It's like that could still be scary because. You know, you're talking about Julio Jones, Kelvin Ridley, Matt Ryan, a very good quarterback. When you're talking about Philip Rivers, Zach Pascal, T.Y. Hilton, like, what? No. Pittman is good, but, I mean, he's just... Pittman's played, what, in two games? Yeah, I mean, here I have, he is what? He's He has nine receptions for 73 yards on 11 targets. Let me ask, um, if we do get Coleman back this game, which is very likely... Yeah. Do you think the Lions go back to cover one versus no, they, two? No. They, don't need, they don't need to because we, Pierre just mentioned the stay. He's struggling in zone defenses. Yeah, you don't want to go in his man against Phillip Rivers. Uh, and then, like, he's not playing well versus zone for whatever reason. Now, I think um, I do think the Colts are going to have some surprises for Detroit because they're coming off a bye week. So the Lions have to be aware of, um, of like, different personnel groupings, maybe a trick play. Because teams what? do that coming off the bye. What Philip Rivers gonna run the ball? Flicker, flea flicker. Not necessarily flea flicker, but like say like they give it to like a tight end to throw the ball or like a receiver on an end around or something. They gonna do a a zone action read with uh, (laughs) Philip Rivers and he's gonna take off for ninety like uh what's his name did? No, Uh, not like that. Not like Kyler Murray. (laughs) Yeah, or Daniel Jones. My bad. Not like Daniel Jones. Yeah, I I, I think like I mean you you look at these like. These wide receivers, no one really scares you. Like Tyler yep. said, they don't have a Calvin. I mean, they have some solid players. Michael Pittman, good young player. Marcus Johnson, really good deep threat. Marcus Johnson is kind of like their uh, Marvin Hall, sort of. Oh, yeah. Really good deep threat. But, like, no one, like, scares you. Like, the tight ends. Detroit has had some trouble with tight ends a little this year. I mean, has Trey Byrne does it, done anything for, like to Detroit when, when he was with Chicago? The thing is, though, why I wouldn't go to man coverage in this game, too. I think Philip Rivers is going to have time in the pocket. Just with that yeah. offensive line, you don't want to go to man coverage because it's going to come to a point where these guys, these corners are just going to be covering these receivers for too long, and then they're eventually going to get open, and Philip is going to cash in on those opportunities if it's just one-on-one man coverage. This is why I go into a zone. You know, trust your pass rush at that point. I mean, if you're going to man coverage, it can, it can come a little sloppy if, so, it, if it's if it's like heavy man coverage. So so if you're the Lions, will you play this game exactly the same way you played last week? I played the when they played the way they played the Jaguars, heavily more zone, uh, maybe some zone blitzes, a little man, but not as much as man. Kind of I mean, like last, the Jacksonville. Game. Last week, that's all they did is zone. They did last week was fifty fifty. Uh, last week they're playing they're playing a lot of prevent defense, like in that Jacksonville. It was like thirty nine percent or thirty nine percent man and sixty one. Is that right? My math's right. It was thirty nine percent man and the rest was zone. So, 
And they also did a lot of blitzes too during yeah, against they the did Jaguars. Blitzes. So yeah, I want to see that. So is, is that what you're looking for? You're looking for that this week? Yeah, I mean, because it's going to be hard to generate pressure or generate pressure with this offensive line. So yeah, you're going to need to send some, you know, some wonky formation. Unless their center is hurt, unless they start um, Danny Pincher instead of Kelly. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll, we'll see, see there. Yeah, I mean, it's still a good offensive line with or without Kelly. I mean, does he make a difference? Hundred percent. But it's still a good offensive line without yeah, him. Quentin Nelson, Glowinski, those guys are good. Braden Smith. I mean, all those guys are pretty good. It's just a good offensive line in general. So. Yeah, I, I would probably don't – you don't have to play that bend-don't-break type defense like you did versus Atlanta. Because Atlanta, like I mentioned, is going to get yards on you regardless of what you do. Like It doesn't matter yeah. what you do. Atlanta is going to find a way. You have to – you're just going to have to give it up. It's going to happen. And that's Matt Ryan. But when you're Detroit in this situation versus in the Colts, I think you, your main priority is stopping Jonathan Taylor and making him not kill you, which is a lot easier said than done because this offense line is going to create holes for him. So it's a lot easier than said than done. And then if you could stop the run like you've done the last two weeks and make Phillip one-dimensional and make him pass the ball with some subpar receivers, I like the matchup for Detroit at that point. So, like, this game, this kind of reminds me of the Jacksonville game because, like, Jacksonville was, like, I think, like, top 10 passing offense. Right now, the Colts are 10th in passing and 28th in running. So you stop the run, like Tyler said. You make them one-dimensional and just let the defense cook. Pin your pass rushers back, blitz, and go. And yeah, try to get Philip Rivers to like uh, to throw a pick or do stupid stuff. You know how like Philip Rivers does that sometimes. But yeah, the 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 Colts have lost to some bad teams too. Like they've lost to Jacksonville. They did, and they lost to Cleveland, who's been okay this year. They've been okay. They have their up and down moments. I think the Colts look really good. I think the Colts have had the easiest schedule so far, though, in the NFL. They have had the easiest schedule so far. I will say. Like, I mean, no, the, the toughest team they played was what the Bears, the Browns, or the Bears, probably yeah. the Browns, the Browns. But um, like, all right, let's get into their defense. Let's take a quick break and then we'll get into their defense. Sounds good. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there's no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides you powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely results in higher, with 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed's going to give you the important hire you need, just like they have over the 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best available offer anywhere. Go right now. Go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Football is back in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on all the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going an extra mile to make sure you get every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to teams, players, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. 
You can get in on their season opening bonus today and start wagering on wins, divisions, and championship features all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all their great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget, use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, guys, we are back now to talk about the Indy defense versus Detroit Lions offense. And I think this is why they're more of a 4-2 team than the offense we just talked about. But go ahead. All right, um, I actually want to bring up something. So they, they play like two different sets and they're nickel base. They have a defensive end from right to left. El Kadeen, Muhammad, DeForest Buckner, Danico Autry, and Justin Houston in their base defense um, from right to left. They got Justin Houston, DeForest Buckner, uh, Stewart, and Danico Autry. So I'm just going to list those four players. So uh, they bring in Muhammad in on a nickel base and they take Stewart out. And they switch Houston to the other side, to the left side. All right, let's get into it. So at defensive end, Justin Houston, three and a half sacks, 11 pressures, not a good run defender, obviously a solid pass rusher. He's backed up by Ben Bangu. Uh, defensive tackles DeForest Buckner. This guy just like has transformed their defense. He's one of the best interior defensive linemen in the NFL. He has two and a half sacks and 22 pressures from the interior. Um, he's also a good run defender. This is kind of like another situation with Grady Jarrett, but this guy's a lot bigger. He's more powerful. So he's backed up by Taekwon Lewis and Sheldon Day, their other guy. Rover Stewart, he's more like of a nose tackle. He's good in run defense. He has only five pressures. And then their defensive end, Nico Autry, two sacks and 12 pressures, not good in Rundy. And then when they go in their base, like I said, they, t- they put Muhammad in and they take um, Stewart out. And Muhammad is good in Rundy, and he also has 11 pressures and one sack. He's also like a solid pass rusher. So that's their defensive line. Um, their linebackers, they got their uh, their weak side linebacker, Darius Leonard, probably one of the best linebackers in all of football when he's healthy, really good in both categories. Their Mike Anthony Walker, he's not a good linebacker. Um, he's just not that good. And then their strong side, Bobby Okoraki. I don't, know, I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Um, he's also not that good. So, Darius Leonard, really good linebacker. DeForest Buckner, a uh, dog in the middle. Let's get into their secondary. Um, for at at left they play left and right. So at left they got Rocky Sin. He's been targeted 23 times, allowed 15 receptions. On the right side, Xavier Rhodes. Now this is a guy when Lions fans say roads are open. The roads have been closed this year. Targeted 29 times, allowed 12 receptions. And I just want to bring this up. 46.6 passer rating when he's been targeted. He has two picks and eight uh, pass breakups. Their nickel corner, Matt Patricia is familiar with him. Kenny Moore, he was target, he started 25 times, allowed 15 receptions. He's also having a good year. 63.3 passer rating when targeted. Um, rookie free, free safety Julian Blackman, third round pick. Looks like a first rounder. Really good safety. Uh, strong safety, Kari. Carrie or Kari Willis? I'm not sure. Uh, Michigan State kid. He's good in run D and solid in coverage. So their secondary is actually pretty good. There we go. Xavier Rhodes having a good year, it looks like. Yeah, yeah. just wait till oh. uh, my boy Marvin gets on his side. Let's see how. Yeah, but when I saw 40.6, 46.6 pass rating allowed, I was like, damn. Yeah, I mean. That's pretty crazy. I mean, who, who what receivers did he really see? OBJ. Did he saw, yeah, OBJ. Hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, they haven't really. Minnesota played Thielen and Jefferson. I mean, what do you call it? Was awful that game. Cousins threw three picks in that game. I mean, when they played the Colts. Yeah, when they played the Vikings. So they oh, played the, the Jaguars. The, I mean, Michigan against them was nineteen for twenty for one hundred seventy-three yards, three touchdowns, and then. Um, so another quarterback that did well sort of against them, Baker Mayfield had two picks against them, and then Burrow threw for 313 yards, no touchdowns, and had a pick. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is a different defensive scheme for Xavier Rhodes, obviously, so maybe this is... Yeah, it's they, a cover two. They run a lot of cover, mainly cover a two. Lot, a lot of cover two. Like, so, we run a lot of man, this team runs a hell of cover two. So maybe this just fits his play style more, I guess, but... I don't know. I still look at it. I never just see Xavier Rhodes and Marvin Jones. I just get happy. <laughs> Marvin's son. Dude, like, I don't even care how old. Like, even if Marvin Jones is having, like, the year he's having and, like, yep. Xavier Rhodes is an all-pro, like, I I'm, I would still be confident. And I am still confident <laughs> that Marvin Jones is just going to have a huge game. Melvin, yep. you have fantasy. Are you starting him this week? You damn right I'm starting him. <laughs> <with fantasy. laughs> he, he was on my bench. I uh, saw the matchup. And I was like, nope, those roads are going to be open. <laughs> I have a question for you. Since you play DB... Like, how do you attack a cover two defense? How do you expect the Lions to do against their cover two defense? Like, I'm going to give you an example. When we play the Falcons, when you're playing that soft cushion, we're playing a majority cover two. But um, you notice that when, when Julio was getting those passes and he was just sitting in between the zone, um, that we're running a lot of cover two. Yeah. So, I mean, you could do deep corner routes on the, on, on the cover two mm-hmm. or, or right, at, right at the middle, depending if they're running um, a, a deeper Tampa two or, you know, it all depends which type of temp, which type of cover two they're running because there, there's a lot of cover twos. Yeah, right, yeah. If you look at the Colts, you look at the Lions offense, what's a matchup you're attacking here? Rock Yassin. Like, which uh, receiver they're, are you they're playing? Linebackers like a... in coverage and then Rock Yassin. So DeAndre Swift, your receiving core. Like, I mean, I don't know. It depends how they because it's mainly a zone, so it's kind of hard to say. Like, yeah, I mean, you put attack the receiver like on the side. Zones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just have to find the soft spots and zones, and then you attack them. Um, if Anthony Walker's in coverage, he's not good. Bobby Okawarki in coverage is not good. I go at Rocky Sin. Even their nickel corner and playing solid too. But so who's a player you're looking for to break out? Honestly, try to get the run game going. Uh, the Colts are, what are they here? I have it here. They're number three in Rundy, but maybe you have to try to get DeAndre Swift going in the run game. You get the run game going, everything opens up. Yeah, and it, and, they're, and if they're running cover two, this is where you do it because they're playing two safeties high. So, you know, there's, there's an extra man that's not in the box. So, yeah, this is where you can get the running game going. Attack the edges, you know. We said um, Justin Hunter was not that good of a run defender. Danico Autry, not that good of a run defender. I know last week they attacked the interior a lot more. I believe they had 66% of runs inside. They should have attacked the outside more. Maybe they'll do it this week. Um, a little less of AP and more of Swift, because that fits Swift better running on the outside and attacking those edges. So, Are they going to do that, though? Are they? Well, AP is most definitely not running outside. But, I mean, is he going to be in the field? Probably, but... We know AP ain't running on the edges. <laughs> That's a damn fact. I mean, I don't know if they're going to finally give Swift, like, the majority of the carries and kind of just stop feeding AP for the most part, you know? Okay, so you're looking at a DeAndre Swift type game. You're implementing the run early on. It's not like Atlanta because Atlanta was a little bit the opposite. You want to attack the pass right away, get your receivers right away because the corners yeah. weren't all that in Atlanta. So in this game, it's the opposite. You want to get the run going. Yeah, Yeah, yeah run game. 
you know, have your receiver just sit between the zone, corner post routes, you know, stuff like that, man. I mean, I think Safford's going to eat this zone up, man. Take shots downfield. Try to, like, like attack, come up to attack the soft zones, but attack the deep soft zones. You know, like, like send, like, two guys at the same safety, whatever side the safety picks, give it to the open guy. There we go. Yeah. It's hard to explain, like, but um, you just kind of have to attack the zone and attack them deep. But they are number two in pass defense and number three in run defense overall in the league. So they are a really good defense. And I mean, uh, they are. But I think to the Colts, you know, looking at the Colts, I mean, I think they're looking at Stafford. They're looking at, man, he's he's probably going to be the best quarterback we played so far. Yep. So yeah. we'll see how, we'll see how good. Colts, will be to contain Stafford in the pocket because we saw last week when he got out of the pocket, he was attacking Atlanta. That's when uh, most of his good throws came in, when he left the pocket. So I think um, Indy will probably try to play contain as well. I want to see how <laughs> I want to see how the Lions come out. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm just wondering. I want to see how the Lions come out this week. I want to see are they going to pretty much pick up where they left off last week and kind of play in desperation mode from the beginning? Or so are they going to... You're saying show some more tempo in the beginning? Yeah, that's why. That's why. For some reason, I feel like they they're gonna do that for some reason. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's been forever. Like, I don't. Like, when's the last time we seen the Lions offense come out with just tempo? Maybe last year. Yeah, last year. It would be nice if year. they came out with tempo and just attacked the soft spots and zone. Um, this game also screams like a Hawkinson and Dola game. They they like to go to them in the short intermediate passes. Those guys. Um, maybe, maybe some more Agnew. You know, Agnew is good in short space. Give him like a screen and let him go. So I could see that happening as well. The Jaguars ran at twenty-three times and got ninety-one yards. And then here you go. Uh, the Jets actually, believe it or not, the Jets had twenty-nine carries for one hundred nine yards. That's three point eight. But the Jets did that with their O line. I think the Lions O line um, maybe could take advantage of that number two run defense. And then. The Browns had 33 carries for 124 yards. That's 3.8, but they still had 124 yards on the ground. And then uh, the Bengals had 32 carries for 98 yards. But those two teams don't really um, – like the Bengals don't have a good O-line. And they yeah, were able really to bad. get 93.1. So the Lions have a good O-line. That's been one of their strengths this year, right? So I think they should be able to run the ball. I think that number three, Rundy, is a little overrated with the talent with the guys they've played. Um that's just my opinion. How much did Robinson get on him? Did he go off? James on him Robinson. I mean, I'm just, the Jaguars in general had 23 carries for 91 yards, 4.0 yards per carry. Okay. That's the Jaguars that seem you. The the Vikings had eight for 80. That I'm not going to count that. It's 4.4. But the Jets. That that's what amazed me. The Jets actually ran the ball on them. 29 carries for 109 yards. So the Jets don't have anyone. The <laughs> I mean, Jets? the running back I think was. Frank Gore, been, Frank Gore, Frank Gore, and and Lamichael P Ryan, yeah, and then, yeah. So and, uh, who else they have? They have P Ryan, Frank Gore, and I know they had Le'Veon, but he was hurt. So yeah, Le'Veon was oh, hurt. they have that one dude. Um, I think they got it from the Dolphins, Balage. Yeah, but he, he got he, cut. He, he got cut. Yeah, I think he played that game, didn't he? Though uh, he no. might have. Yeah, I know. I, I know now they have. Ty, I know now they have Ty Johnson. I doubt yeah. it. I, I know Frank Gore is getting the bulk of the carries. Him and P Ryan. Yeah, Man, we're not. Get Frank Gore out of there. Frank Gore should be like, I want to go to a contender. Frank Gore just wants to play football. Who the hell wants Frank Gore right now? Bro, he's a solid, like, like a bad guy to have in the room. Who the hell wants Frank Gore right now? Y- y- y'all laughing, man. Y'all just stop laughing and stop making jokes about this because next offseason, 
No, Ooh. I wouldn't be. Sh- I would not be shocked one bit. I'm just saying. That's what I'm saying. Don't, don't laugh because I'm, yeah, they, I'm they, just they can come right they, back at us. I'm just saying, who the hell is streaming for Frank Gore right now? Right. I no, mean, no they only sports. It was 36 to seven the score to that game, but it was Frank Gore, P. Ryan, Darnold, and Balash. Yeah, I remember watching that game. Darnold threw a pick six on his first play. Just yeah, Darnold had three picks and he was sacked with Darnold. That was defense bad. killed. My God. <laughs> their defense, that was the game you got hurt, right? Was that the game you got hurt? No, he got hurt in the Denver game. But okay. that that defense is just fast, man. They're they're speedy. That's I mean, they play like a today's defense. I'll give them that. And you know, they they just play the right way. So it's gonna be an interesting matchup. You know, I think it's a good offense versus a good defense. I don't think they're the number two defense like I hear sometimes, but I I do think they're a good defense in general. I think they're fast, they're speedy, they have some good players. But this is a matchup I think Detroit you know, maybe could take advantage of. And I think, you know, maybe the best offense they've played this year, maybe that or Cleveland. I think those are like the two best offenses they've played this year. And Cleveland gave them a run for their, I mean, Cleveland beat them. So Burrow, Burrow threw for 313 yards. I mean, he had a pick, but he still threw for 313 yards against them. I mean, who the Bengals have, right? The pick was at the end of the game, too. That was the last drive. Oh, yeah. I remember that now. For the game. I mean, Bengals got off to a hot start and then. You know, they blew it, but... Womp, womp, womp. So, yeah, they, we'll they blew that one. Yeah, they we'll let, see. They, they let a Falcons that game. Yeah, or you can... Or you can you say could, Detroit Lions. Yeah, I say you could say Detroit Lions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, they're forcing a lot of turnovers, the the Colts. So, Detroit needs to take care of the ball. Look, they get uh, Cousins, three picks. Darnold, three picks. Foles, one pick. Baker, two picks. Burrow, one pick. Every just, game they've played, they had a pick. Baker, Darnold. I'm just, I'm just saying though, they got, they're getting picks, bro. Like, no, they can play. You give them their props. I'm just saying it was just funny. Like, you're naming the quarterbacks. There's like not one like top ten quarterback or top fifteen quarterback in that list. But uh, you guys want to get to our predictions? Yeah, let's do our predictions. All right, Fox Music, what's up? Let's read our record. Me and Pierre took L's this week, which is I'll gladly take. This is the first. So bad. I think this is the first time. For sure this year, I've ever predicted the Lions to lose, and they actually proved me wrong. Because usually that never happens. But they proved me wrong this week, which is different and nice. But I believe, pulling it up right now, I'm sitting at 4-2. and two, So I'm still on top. I'm still on top. So the record right now is I'm at 4-2. and two, Malcolm's at 3-3. Three and three, I'm awful. 2-4. And the listeners are at three and three. So Pierre's in last place. I'm in first. Malcolm second. Tied with the listeners at second. And I'm still leading at first. So Pierre. It's hard to predict this team, bro. Since you're you're in last place, you get to go first. Alright. Um I got we, 20... we ain't nobody still in your opinion. <laughs> I got twenty to sixteen Lions. I think it's gonna be a mostly a defensive game. Uh the Lions have a better offense, so I'm going with the Lions and then my bold prediction is the Lions will hold the Colts to 50 yards of rushing. All right. That's pretty bold. All right. What about you, Malcolm? All right. Um, I, too, have the Lions winning. I have the game 24-17 Lions. Bold prediction. The Detroit Lions will get a total of four sacks this game. I, I like that. That's four sacks. I mean, I think the only team that has multiple sacks on them is the Minnesota Vikings, and that is at two. So we're going to go ahead and double that number, and we're going to get it done. Yeah, this was different, but did you guys hear Steve Mariucci say the Lions are going to have six-plus sacks versus the Falcons last week as his bold prediction? 
That's a prediction? <laughs> this man pulled a Pierre. <laughs> That's how bold means, though, bro. <laughs> no, but he got, he got cooked for it. Like, Malcolm's bold is going to be hard. You have to do something like that's like almost impossible to get. That's what bold means. Dude, yeah, bold. But the reason, the, the explanation why he chose that bold prediction was hilarious. He chose it from when he was the Lions head coach. Because he, he does his pregame show with Kurt Warner, and they sacked Kurt Warner six times. So he said they're going to beat that number and sack him seven times. It was that exact week or something like that. So it was funny. He was trying to make more of a point on Kurt Warner than I think the actual game itself. But uh, it, it was funny. But I do myself. I, I have the Lions winning this game as well. I have this game a little closer than you guys. I think the Lions win this game by three points. I'll choose this game to be... I'll choose 21-18, Detroit winning this game. I think it's going to be a closer game, a little yeah. sloppy game. I feel like we could see that, you know, defenses are going to step up, I feel like, in this game. But I do have the Lions winning 21-18. Old prediction will be Stafford is going to lead down for a comeback drive to end the game. Another touchdown. That's not bold. That's not bold. That's not bold. I'm saying it's the situation. He's gonna. It's gonna. It's gonna be. That's not bold, though. That's not bold. That's not bold. I'm saying though, what the exact circumstance is gonna end the game. That's not bold. No. Just use the game-winning touchdown. He, he, who is he gonna throw the game-winning touchdown to? He will throw the game-winning touchdown to Hawkinson two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. That's that's pretty damn bold to me. Uh, I'll take it. I don't think it is, bro. I'll give whatever. Bold is like he throws a game-winning touchdown to like Terrell Crosby. That's bold. Terrell Crosby? This is not yeah, realistic. That's, bold. That's, that's the whole point of bold. It's not supposed to be realistic. Like That's realistic what you said. Malcolm said four sacks. That's really not that realistic against the Colts. I said we'll stop Jonathan Taylor to, or the Colts to 50 but, rushing yards. But it could happen, though. Huh? It's it, not bold, though. The whole point of bold, bold is like it's very unlikely to happen. Very unlikely to happen, but it could happen. Like the chances. I don't are, like, think the throwing it to, to, throwing to Crosby is is likely. That's bold. Exactly, that's bold. That's like you have a better chance of winning the lottery. Yeah, you have a that's chance. bold, but like, you have a better chance of the mega. <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole point of being bold. But we'll give we'll give it to you if you want. You could just say DeAndre Swift and AP combined for 200 rushing yards. That's bold. I'm, I'm sticking with my game-winning drive. I think it's gonna come down to a game-winning drive two weeks in a row, and it's gonna go to Hawk. That, I'm sticking. With that's my okay. that's, that's your guess, Dave. That's your bold prediction. Let's roll with it. All right, let's roll with it, I guess. And if you guys want to vote, you guys can go on the Pride Podcast Instagram page and go on the story and vote for who you want to vote for by just clicking on the team that you think is going to win, and that is how we cast your vote. So we go by the popular vote. If it's 60% Lions, 40% Colts, then you guys are considered voting for the Lions. If it's vice versa, you know, you guys, it's not that hard. But... That's how you guys could vote. Just going on the Pride Podcast Instagram page on Saturday. It'll be up all day on Saturday on our story. So go check that out. And yeah, that's all we got. All right, guys. Hope you guys all enjoyed this episode of our breakdown on the Indianapolis Colts. I hope you guys enjoyed our bonus coverage this week that we had on the Everson Griffin Traded Emergency Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed all of the stuff we've been doing lately on the podcast. And hopefully we get some more juicy stuff coming with more wins because it's a lot more fun talking about wins than what we did had to do last year towards the end of the year so i'll take this any day of the week so on that note i'm out guys peace all right guys like tyler said we we got like a lot of support uh these past uh, couple days with our episodes and people are reaching out to us we appreciate all of the support 
and thanks for listening and we'll continue to provide you guys with the best content and like tyler said let's hope we get a dub and i'm out peace all right y'all y'all know what time it is oh it's your boy malcolm and i'm out man i'm out peace out peace